Welcome back, and thanks for listening. I'm Jason. Remember, way back when, when you were a kid. Now, I know that's a stretch for some of us, but bear with me. When all you needed to have a great time was your imagination, you could create anything you wanted. A sword. Yeah, this stick will do. Looks like a sword to me. How about a castle? Yeah, that group of trees over there? That's a great castle. Anything and everything you could possibly imagine your mind created it for you. Well, now, that feeling could be coming back again. And it's all brought to you by 3D Printing. And that's what we're covering today on the Audio 9 Design Podcast. printing has made an impact in manufacturing, that's for sure, as well as other areas of design. But in case you don't know much about it, we're going to take a little bit of time and run down exactly what it is and how it's done. And then we're going to move on to an innovative example of what can be accomplished with 3D printing from a company I'm sure you've heard of. So for the what and the how of this episode, we're going to go to 3dprintingindustry.com and highlight some of their information from their 3D Printing Basics Beginner's Guide. Whether you are new to 3D printing technology or just looking to close a few knowledge gaps, we're glad you stopped by. 3D printing, also known as additive manufacturing, has been quoted in the Financial Times and by other sources as potentially being larger than the Internet. Some believe this is true. Many others urge that this is part of the extraordinary hype that exists around this very exciting technology area. So, what really is 3D printing? Who generally uses 3D printers and what for? The term 3D printing covers a host of processes and technologies that offer a full spectrum of capabilities for the production of parts and products in different materials. Essentially, what all of the processes and technologies have in common is the manner in which production is carried out layer by layer in an additive process, which is in contrast to traditional methods of production involving subtracted methods or molding or casting processes. Applications of 3D printing are emerging almost by the day and as this technology continues to penetrate more widely and deeply across industrial, maker, and consumer sectors, this is only set to increase. Most reputable commentators on this technology sector agree that as of today, we are only just beginning to see the true potential of 3D printing. 3DPI, a reliable media source for 3D printing, brings you all the latest news, views, process developments, and applications as they emerge in this exciting field. So, what is 3D printing? 3D printing is a process for making a physical object from a three-dimensional digital model, typically by laying down many successive thin layers of a material. It brings a digital object, its CAD representation, into physical form by adding layer by layer of materials. There are several different techniques to 3D print an object. 
3D printing brings two fundamental innovations, the manipulation of objects in their digital format and the manufacturing of new shapes by addition of material. Technology has affected recent human history probably more than any other field. Think of a light bulb, steam engine, or more latterly, cars and aeroplanes, not to mention the rise and rise of the World Wide Web. These technologies have made our lives better in many ways, opened up new avenues and possibilities, but usually it takes time sometimes even decades before the truly disruptive nature of the technology becomes apparent. It is widely believed that 3D printing or additive manufacturing, AM, has the vast potential to become one of these technologies. 3D printing has now been covered across many television channels, in mainstream newspapers, and across online resources. What really is this 3D printing that some have claimed will put an end to traditional manufacturing as we know it, revolutionize design and impose geopolitical, economic, social, demographic, environmental, and security implications to our everyday lives? The most basic differentiating principle behind 3D printing is that it is an additive manufacturing process. And this is indeed the key because 3D printing is a radically different manufacturing method based on an advanced technology that builds up parts additively in layers at the sub-millimeter scale. This is fundamentally different from any other existing traditional manufacturing techniques. There are a number of limitations to traditional manufacturing, which has widely been based on human labor and made-by-hand ideology, rooting back to the etymological origins of the French word for manufacturing itself. However, the world of manufacturing has changed, and automated processes such as machining, casting, forming, and molding are all relatively new, complex processes that require machines, computers, and robot technology. However, these technologies all demand subtracting material from a larger block, whether to achieve the end product itself or to produce a tool for casting or molding processes, and this is a serious limitation within the overall manufacturing process. For many applications, traditional design and production processes impose a number of unacceptable constraints, including the expensive tooling, as mentioned above, fixtures, and the need for assembly for complex parts. In addition, the subtractive manufacturing processes, such as machining, can result in up to 90% of the original block of material being wasted. In contrast, 3D printing is a process for creating objects directly by adding material layer by layer in a variety of ways, depending on the technology used. Simplifying the ideology behind 3D printing, for anyone that is still trying to understand the concept, and there are many, it could be likened to the process of building something with Lego blocks automatically. 3D printing is an enabling technology that encourages and drives innovation with unprecedented design freedom, while being a tool-less process that reduces prohibitive costs and lead times. Components can be designed specifically to avoid assembly requirements with intricate geometry and complex features created at no extra cost. 3D printing is also emerging as an energy-efficient technology that can provide environmental efficiencies in terms of both the manufacturing process itself, utilizing up to 90% of standard materials and throughout the product's operating life through lighter and stronger design. In recent years, 3D printing has gone beyond an industrial prototyping and manufacturing process as the technology has become more accessible to small companies and even individuals. Once the domain of huge, multinational corporations due to the scale and economics of owning a 3D printer, smaller, less capable 3D printers can now be acquired for under $1,000. This has opened up technology to a much wider audience, and as the exponential adoption rate continues to pace on all fronts, more and more systems, materials, applications, services, and ancillaries are emerging. A History of 3D Printing
The earliest 3D printing technologies first became visible in the late 1980s, at which time they were called rapid prototyping technologies. This is because the processes were originally conceived as a fast and more cost-effective method for creating prototypes for product development within industry. The origins of 3D printing can be traced back to 1986, when the first patent was issued for stereolithography apparatus, or SLA. This patent belonged to one Charles Chuck Hull, who first invented his SLA machine in 1983. Hull went on to co-found 3D Systems Corporation, one of the largest and most prolific organizations operating in the 3D printing sector today. Other 3D printing technologies and processes were also emerging during these years, named Ballistic Particle Manufacturing, or BPM, originally patented by William Masters, Laminated Object Manufacturing, or LOM, originally patented by Michael Fagan, and Three-Dimensional Printing, or 3DP, originally patented by Emmanuel Sachs. And so the early 90s witnessed a growing number of competing companies in the RP market, but only three of the originals remain today. 3D Systems, EOS, and Stratasys. During the mid-90s, the sector started to show signs of distinct diversification with two specific areas of emphasis that are much more clearly defined today. First, there was the high end of 3D printing, still very expensive systems which were geared towards part production for high-value, highly engineered, complex parts. This is still ongoing and growing, but the results are only now really starting to become visible in production applications across the aerospace, automotive, medical, and fine jewelry sectors as years of R&D and qualification are now paying off. A great deal still remains behind closed doors and or under non-disclosure agreements. At the other end of the spectrum, some of the 3D printing system manufacturers were developing and advancing concept modelers, as they were called at the time. Specifically, these were 3D printers that kept the focus on improving concept development and functional prototyping that were being developed specifically as office and user-friendly cost-effective systems. The prelude to today's desktop machines. However, these systems were all still very much for industrial applications. At the lower end of the market, 3D printers that today are seen as being the mid-range, a price war emerged together with incremental improvements in printing accuracy, speed, and materials. In 2007, the market saw the first system under $10,000 from 3D Systems, but this never quite hit the mark that it was supposed to. This was partly due to the system itself, but also other market influences. The holy grail at the time was to get a 3D printer under $5,000. This was seen by many industry insiders, users, and commentators as the key to opening up 3D printing technology to a much wider audience. For much of that year, the arrival of the highly anticipated desktop factory, while many predicted would be the fulfillment of that holy grail, was heralded as one to watch. It came to nothing as the organization faltered in the run-up to production. Desktop Factory and its leader, Kathy Lewis, were acquired, along with the IP by 3D Systems in 2008, and all but vanished. As it turned out, though, 2007 was actually the year that did mark the turning point for accessible 3D printing technology, even though few realized it at the time as the RepRap phenomenon took root. Dr. Boyer conceived the RepRap concept as an open-source, self-replicating 3D printer as early as 2004, and the seed was germinated in the following years with some heavy slog from his team at Bath, most notably Vic Oliver and Rice Jones, who developed the concept through working prototypes of a 3D printer using the deposition process. 2007 was the year the shoot started to show through, and this embryonic open-source 3D printing movement started to gain visibility. But it wasn't until January 2009 that the first commercially available 3D printer in kit form and based on the RepRap concept was offered for sale. This was the BFB Rapman 3D printer, 
closely followed by the MakerBot Industries in April the same year, the founders of which were heavily involved in the development of RepRap until they departed from the open source philosophy following extensive investment. Since 2009, a host of similar deposition printers have emerged with marginal unique selling points and they continue to do so. The interesting dichotomy here is that while RepRap phenomenon has given rise to a whole new sector of commercial and entry-level 3D printers, the ethos of the RepRap community is all about open source developments for 3D printing and keeping commercialization at bay. 2012 was the year that alternative 3D printing processes were introduced at the entry level of the market. The B9 Creator, utilizing DLP technology, came first in June, followed by the Form 1, utilizing stereolithography in December. Both were launched via the funding site Kickstarter, and both enjoyed huge success. Heralded as a second, third, and sometimes even fourth industrial revolution by some, what cannot be denied is the impact that 3D printing is having on the industrial sector and the huge potential that 3D printing is demonstrating for the future of consumers. What shape that potential will take is still unfolding before us. While still at 3dprintingindustry.com, we move on to the now innovative company that I'm sure you've heard of, McDonald's. McDonald's reinvents the straw with 3D printing. McDonald's has reportedly reinvented the straw using 3D printing as a prototyping tool. The device is termed straw, S-T-R-A-W, suction tube for reverse axle withdrawal. According to the PR around the news, the straw has been engineered to accommodate McDonald's new milkshake, the Chocolate Shamrock Shake. Designed by Jace Design and NK Labs, the straw will be given out for free in over 80 McDonald's locations within the next few weeks. Although the fast food chain will only reportedly have 2,000 to give away initially, according to Fast Code Design, McDonald's may push the design into mass production. To create this straw, the designers made a number of different designs using 3D printing and other techniques. The iterated designs were then tested to refine the flow of liquids through them. While, of course, 3D printing is a very useful tool for prototyping and iterating designs, this news also demonstrates the trend of brands using 3D printing as a marketing tool. We've seen this recently with British company Majestic, 3D printing the internet in space, and Disney using 3D printing to promote the new Star Wars film, Rogue One. While you may think there is nothing wrong with the current straw design, the conventional straw that is used globally, you probably haven't tried McDonald's new product. What better way to market a new milkshake than redesign the straw with 3D printing? The chocolate shamrock shake features a mixture of chocolate milkshake and the shamrock shake. The shake, therefore, has two different levels of thickness. In order to address this, McDonald's obviously needed to create a new drinking straw. Ignoring the obvious marketing attempt that pokes fun at the slick campaigns of companies like Apple, this project demonstrates the use of 3D printing as a prototyping tool in order to over-engineer the straw. The global fast food chain required 3D printing. Creating the device, the designers had to evaluate the flow of liquids through the plastic tubes. A more serious application of the similar science can be seen in the area 3D printing industry often cover microfluidics. Recently, Cranefield University research looked at the use of 3D printing for creating devices to assess the flow of liquids. Similarly, researchers in California have used 3D printing in order to create Lego bricks that facilitate microfluidics research. J-shaped design. The new straw is J-shaped with a number of additional holes, more than your standard boring plastic tube. The design allows the user to taste both flavors of the chocolate shamrock shake simultaneously. With the holes at the bottom and the sides of the J-shaped tube, the straw facilitates consumption of viscous milkshakes with ease. And with that, we've reached the end of this podcast as well. 
please join us again next time as we continue to bring you the latest news, updates, and trends in the design industry. And if you have suggestions for another podcast, or you want to learn more about this topic, check out the podcast section for links and information, as well as everything else you need to know at audio9, that's the number 9, design.com. Thanks again.